Hello, this is Pastor Luke, and you are listening to the Living Hope Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Our mission is to grow disciples and multiply churches who will glorify God and transform communities. For more information about our church, please visit our website at livinghopehenderson.com. to this earth as a baby, vulnerable and small. His life was marked by his death on a cross, by which he made salvation available to all. But he will come again, and when he does, he will set all things right. In hope we look forward to his second coming. We light the candle of faith. We are inspired by the lives of Simeon and Anna, two people who walked with God, spoke on behalf of God, and God revealed to them that the Messiah They lived long lives marked by faith and are an example and inspiration to all of us. We light the candle of trust. When the angel spoke with Mary, the words changed her life. Hardship, birth, burden, blessings were too many to count. But in that first brief conversation, Mary chose to trust the Lord and trust the words of the angel. We light the candle of worship. When the shepherds were told of the birth of Jesus, they came and saw and returned home, worshiping God for all they had seen and heard. When the wise men followed the star, they worshiped the newborn king. When people encounter the living Christ, worship is always appropriate. And finally, we light the Christ candle. All of the splendor, all of the anticipation, all of the hopes and dreams are focused on Jesus Christ. He is a source of our hope. He is the focus of our faith. He is the one we trust. He is the one we worship. Love incarnate, love divine. Star in angels gave the To babe on bended knee, the Savior of humanity, unto us a child is born, he shall reign
Christmas is a season of hope. Christmas season is a wonderful time to celebrate family and friends and to be thankful for our blessings. There's strong memory associated with Christmas, strong sense of nostalgia. We love to remember the past year and give thanks for what has happened. Advent means arrival or the coming of Christ. All of Israel was in a season of Advent for centuries, waiting for the coming Messiah who would set all things right. And so when Jesus was born, it was a special and wonderful event. Near the end of his ministry, as recorded in Luke chapter 21, Jesus is speaking of his second return. He gives a number of signs that we will see on earth and in heaven. And then he says these words. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your heads because your redemption is drawing near. This year for Advent, I want us to begin with a reminder that Jesus is coming again. And that means that you and I are also in an Advent season, a season of waiting, of anticipating, of longing for the coming Christ. There can be a danger to Christmas in that we spend all of our energies looking back when in reality Christmas, really almost more than any other holiday, is this vivid reminder that we also wait. Christmas is a reminder to look forward to the future with anticipation and hope. It's amazing because several of our Christmas songs and hymns have, have a remembrance theme to them, but Many, and perhaps even most, are actually profound declarations of hope that as you and I wait for the second coming of Christ. And few have such forward vision as O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Simeon and Anna had a lifetime of deep faith. In Luke 2, verse 22, when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout. And he came in the spirit into the temple, and, went to the, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. And there was a prophetess, Anna. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. Simeon and Anna were two outstanding characters. They were righteous, they were devout, they knew the Lord, they knew the voice of the Lord. As a prophetess, Anna would speak on behalf of the Lord. And yet both are marked by their age and by their waiting. They waited for the redemption of Israel, the comfort of Israel. They waited for a relief, for comfort, for a savior. How precious to hold a baby and know the fulfillment of your waiting has arrived. I find Simeon and Anna inspirational in many ways. They are role models for all of us, especially in the area of faith. 
And what's amazing about Anna's story is that soon after she met the Messiah, she went and told everyone who would listen. An attitude wonderfully embodied in, O come all you faithful. This year I was struck by the profound level of trust that Mary exhibited. Verse 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and will reign over the house of, the ja- uh, house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. What goes through a woman's mind when she first learns that she is pregnant? What goes through a woman's mind when she is engaged but not yet married and an angel tells her that she will miraculously become pregnant? The angel promised many wonderful things, that the baby would be great and would be called son of the Most High and sit on the throne of his father David and his kingdom will have no end. What he did not comment on were the social ramifications, the whispers, the looks, the awkward questions. I mean, what do you say if someone asks, well, who's the father? Will family members believe your story? Do you even try to explain your story? How is Mary to choose between try and tell people the truth, but if they don't believe you, then they think you're crazy, versus just let them believe a lie? With this child, there would be a lot of blessings, but also a lot of hardships. And how remarkable that Mary was able to respond with such a profound words of trust. She re- and Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Any healthy relationship requires trust, whether it be in the workplace or in the family or even between you and the Lord. Will you choose to trust with the same commitment and the same abandon that Mary modeled for us? The shepherds were some of the first to arrive on the scene, and I love how they responded with worship. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And a few verses later, 
the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. When the story begins, it's nighttime, and a group of shepherds are on night watch, watching over a flock of sheep. But tonight will be unlike any other night. All of history has never known a night like this. What took place in the darkness between the dusk and the dawn changed the world for eternity. We may never know the full reason for why God chose to share this news with shepherds, but we can all acknowledge that their response of exuberant worship was a fitting response for what they had seen and heard. All of us have been given a reason to worship. Worship is based on God's character. It is not based on our mood. It is not based on our circumstances. It's not based on our personality style. Sometimes it's easy to worship because personal experience has wowed us in some way. Sometimes we have to look for God's working or moving, and so that's a skill that we develop. But at the end of the day, salvation, Emmanuel, God with us, God coming as a human, as a baby, all of that is a reason to worship. You and I always have a reason to worship. I'd like to thank you for being here tonight as we celebrate and honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Every person needs to have two things in their life. They need a saving relationship with Jesus and a church home. And if you need one or both of those, please talk to us. We'd love to help you out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. God, what a gift to be able to spend focused time worshiping you, trusting you, desiring to grow in our faith. Above all, Lord, expressing our gratitude and our thanks that you came, Emmanuel, God with us, to provide a means of salvation and to be reconciled with you. I ask your blessing and your protection on all those who are gathered here, Lord. Pray that tonight would be a special time and they would be keenly aware not only of your spirit, but also all that you have given us. We love you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Please join us in singing these next two songs. Oh, holy night, stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Yeah.
wonderful Christmas. Merry Christmas. You are dismissed, and we will see you maybe next week. Thank you for coming. Thanks so much for listening to this week's sermon. We hope you were enriched and encouraged. If you have any questions about Christ or church or would like more information, visit our website at livinghopehenderson.com or email me directly at luke at livinghopehenderson.com. We hope you have a fantastic week. Take care and God bless.